This podcast is sponsored, in part, by Fiverr. Fiverr is an online marketplace for freelance services. Click the affiliate link in the show notes, and if you purchase anything from Fiverr, you're not just supporting freelance small business owners. You're also helping to support the spreading of the gospel all around the world through Christian Fellowship Ministries, to stop human trafficking through Operation Underground Railroad, and getting Bibles and supplies to the persecuted church through Voice of the Martyrs. Fiverr, it starts here. By the Fire Podcast presents The Heart Speaks. Written and performed by Dave Smale. Chapter 25. Can't Trust Your Heart. Relief swept over Tyrone as Pastor Turner and Nelda looked up at him and smiled. Keisha did neither. Hey, Tyrone, the pastor said. Hey, pastor, I call you. Tyrone said, I know. Twice. I apologize. I was in the middle of an important conversation. Pastor Turner replied, glancing over at Keisha. Keisha stared at the floor, fidgeting with her nails. Anyway, we were up the street at a church, figured it would be just as easy to drop by as it is to call. So here we are. Y'all want to go get some lunch? Turner asked. Having just finished a late breakfast, not an hour earlier, Tyrone politely declined. Everything all right otherwise? The pastor asked. Well, Tyrone trailed off while gathering his wits. I guess it's pretty obvious. We had a fight. He motioned at the broken window. We talked about that, yes, said Turner. Uh, I lost my job today, Tyrone continued as both Turners nodded. I don't want to get into why I lost it, but let's just say the principal was looking for a reason. I know I should just forgive her because there's no point in holding a grudge, but it's hard. He went on to tell them about his application with Harriet's Hope, the argument that ensued, and Holloman's business card which seemed to trigger Keisha's relapse into dementia. When he finished, Pastor Turner sighed. Nelda put a reaffirming hand on her husband's shoulder. Keisha sat with her arms crossed, looking away from Tyrone. Okay, the pastor began, then took a deep breath. It's always best to hear both sides. I've been doing marital counseling for a long time. You wouldn't believe some of the things I've heard. The two sides are usually very different. But in this case, they're pretty much the same, right, dear? Nelda nodded. "Mm Mm-hmm, almost word for word, she agreed. You both use the word relapse, said the pastor. And while a relapse isn't good, the fact that you two are on the same page all the way down to verbiage, that is good. Now, Keisha, you want to tell Tyrone what you told us right before he walked in? Keisha looked down, then up at Tyrone. Tears streaked down her freckled cheeks. I'm sorry, Keisha said, choking with emotion. I was wrong. The sight of his wife crying melted him. Tyrone strode to her, knelt down and wrapped her in his muscular arms. It's okay, baby, 
he whispered. I'm sorry, too. They embraced for several moments, Keisha sobbing, Tyrone stroking her hair. When they finished, Tyrone turned to face the pastor and his wife. The elder couple smiled humbly. Thanks, y'all, Tyrone said. Our pleasure, said Nelda. Definitely, Pastor Turner agreed. And if I may offer some advice... Tyrone and Keisha looked at each other, shrugged, and then nodded. First, about the job application. I've heard of Harriet's Hope and organizations like it. They do incredible work. Now, I must say, on the surface, I'd have to agree with Keisha. It's dangerous. You being a police officer was hard enough for her, I'm sure, right? Keisha nodded. I was scared every day, thinking he was going to get killed. Turner continued, And this would be something, in my mind, even more dangerous. But, if you are sure that God is calling you to that field, who am I to argue? If he wants you to do it, I'm sure he'll also protect you. Both Tyrone and Keisha looked surprised, as if neither had expected the pastor's answer, nor considered the possibility of divine protection. Now about your, uh... The pastor trailed off, searching for a phrase. Fight, Tyrone offered. Yeah, Turner said slowly. Here's what I would say. Whenever you get heated like that, realize it's coming from your heart. And use your mind to counteract it, Turner said. What you mean? Keisha asked. Our hearts are deceitful. That's where our emotions are rooted. And when we get emotional, we also tend to become irrational. So, if something like this happens again, and I'm sure it will, distance yourself from the heat of the moment. Forget about what you feel, and remember what you know. You know you love each other, care about each other, and want nothing but the best for each other, right? The Bowmans nodded. That's worked for us over the years, right, dear? Nelda nodded. Then the pastor continued. Just so happens I'm going to be ministering about this on Sunday, said the pastor. Tyrone flinched. About our fight? No, no, Turner laughed. About the heart. The Bible's got a lot to say about it. And it's important to shout when the Bible shouts and whisper when the Bible whispers. Do you understand what I mean by that? I think so, Keisha said. Glad you do, because I don't, Tyrone said. Okay, Turner said. I mean, if the Bible speaks about something often and clearly, then we ought to also. Sin and our need for salvation, for example. But if the Bible speaks about something seldom or vaguely, we shouldn't devote a lot of time and energy to it, because God hasn't. I've seen people take one word, mention one time, and build a whole doctrine around it. But the heart? Now that's something the Bible definitely shouts about. The Turners left soon after, the pastor reminding Tyrone about the upcoming revival starting on Monday night. A guest speaker was coming in. The services were to be held in a local park under a large circus-style tent. It was to be an old-school big tent revival, as Turner called it. Tyrone had completely forgotten. I'm going to need some help setting up the tent and the chairs, Turner said. It's a big tent. 
We rented 500 seats. A few of the guys will be there. You think you can help out? When? Tomorrow night, said Turner. We still having church at our building on Sunday, or are we doing it in the tent? Asked Tyrone. In the building. Although, having service in the tent might be nice. But nah, our building. I see you tomorrow then. Tyrone spent the rest of the day pounding the pavement looking for a job. But instead of walking or driving in search of help-wanted signs, he pounded the laptop's mouse and keyboard. He applied for positions he'd never considered in the past. Waiter, fast food restaurant manager, landscaper, and warehouse attendant. He'd never heard back from Holloman and, in fact, had forgotten he was expecting a call back. On Saturday, Keisha accompanied him to the big tent-slash-chair setup. She thought to bring bottles of water and two pitchers of homemade sweet tea. The men, of whom were only three others besides Pastor Turner, were grateful. Several others had excused themselves having prior plans or work, Turner explained. At 8.30 p.m., when it seemed obvious the men were nowhere close to being done, Keisha and Nelda fetched Chinese food for the group. They worked until just shy of midnight and were able to erect the tent and put out all the chairs. Tyrone thought it risky setting everything up two days before they'd use it, but once he saw how labor-intensive it was to set up the massive tent and chairs, he understood. Though it appeared they were finished, Turner informed them that there was still much to be done. We still have to set up the sound system, but that can wait until Monday. I don't think anyone's going to mess with a tent and chairs, but sound equipment can be stolen and resold online or at a pawn shop. Let's just say I've had some experience with that, Turner said. No arguments here, Tyrone said. I'm ready to go home and get some sleep. My back, legs, arms, and brain are wore out. They said their goodbyes and the Bowmans headed for home. Though it was a short drive, Keisha nodded off in the car immediately. He looked at her beautiful face wondering what he'd done to be so blessed. But one thing had begun to nag at him. Alondra. Just bumping into her wouldn't have been a big deal. He'd run into people he'd arrested before without incident. Seeing Alondra was probably like seeing an ex-girlfriend. At the very least, he was glad Keisha wasn't with him when it happened. But why was Alondra so insistent that he tell no one he'd seen her? And why was she using a fake name? The worst thing about it was he couldn't disclose to anyone that he'd seen her. He'd promised, after all. It was a foolish promise, he now realized, and one that may, at some point, come back to bite him. Thanks for listening to The Heart Speaks. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I'll be back next week with another chapter. Until then, God bless and thank you. This is a work of fiction. Names, characters, businesses, places, events, and incidents are either the products of the author's imagination or used in a fictitious manner. Any resemblance to actual persons, living or dead, or actual events is purely coincidental.